I don't play sport and I don't like getting muddy. Nearly beloved, we're gathered here tonight to have terrible news broken to us in a silky voiced way by Osha. And by that, of course, I mean talk about The Bachelor Australia 2020 and its shift into the COVID era. My name's Lucy May. I'm your host for these proceedings. And my co-host is tenacious anti-motorbike advocate, Karen Pickering. Thank you. And welcome to my TED Talk. (laughs) The first problem I have with motorbikes is, no, I'll save that for another day. (laughs) But suffice say you you don't like them oh they're death machines they they are actually i mean that's factual that's just the facts that's just life we recorded this on Wurundjeri and Wadawurrung land let's get into it i certainly hope you get some valuable spiritual insight speaking of snake oil merchants (laughs) um I have a question for you. <laughs> what a segue. What a, a, you're a smooth operator, Lucy. I'm a smooth operator. Mm. I am. So my question for you, Karen, is what 100% definitely made up past life would the snake mm. oil merchant slash Alison the psychic <sighs> have claimed you'd lived? Um, obviously Cleopatra. Is a strong, <laughs> strong contender. Contender always for every <laughs> like that's kind of like what everyone hopes the suburban psychic tells them was their past life. Joan of Arc is another <laughs> good one. Just, 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 uh, just like a, a member of the Hoi Polloi, you know, just, just some random Joan of Arc. And uh, yeah, but I mean, imagine like a psychic's not going to say, "Oh, you were just a nobody." You were yeah. You were just some ding dong. Well, Belle was apparently a what was it nurse in World War Two, and then she <laughs> and then she said, "Oh, I'm reading a book about war." <laughs> it was like we were texting. We were texting when we were watching it. Like her saying, "I I think I'm sensing that you, Irina." a conservatively dressed woman who is a nurse is very level-headed and very sensible. <laughs> it was like, lady, you have been given the bios by the producers. You have not told us anything. I liked yeah. the um I liked the cat as well. I'm sensing a cat. <gasps> we did a puzzle of a cat. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> great. And I think Oh, oh no! It's that all your allergies. Oh, it's maybe you don't like cats. You know, she'd like spin it probably if she hadn't made the right face. Uh, I, hmm, I'm getting very feeling very strongly. Uh, it's coming through really strongly that at one point you were born. <laughs> I feel I can see an older male relative. Does anyone here have an older male relative, or has <laughs> ever had an older male relative? Because that's the very strong be, sense that I'm you know, getting. Or the male, you know, it doesn't, doesn't need to be male, doesn't necessarily need to be a relative. <laughs> Look, I actually will go on record and say that I think some of this stuff, inverted commas, mm-hmm. is true. I fully believe in that stuff. I honestly think, like, not anything that this woman said, but, like, 
she seemed kind of unbelievable in that she didn't seem to kind of say anything that, you know, I don't know. But I, I do think that people have experiences with psychics and clairvoyants and um, that are really profound and moving. I just want to say that for the audience because I know even some of my close friends have had like meaningful interactions with psychics. And so I'm not, I'm not actually a total skeptic when it comes yeah, to that I stuff. That. I'm a total skeptic about this woman. Yeah. I just felt like it was a very weird choice. For, again, like the producers are off their rockers. Like, I don't know what's, I, I don't know what's normal for a batchy season, but I, this is my first one. And I feel very often like I've been like drinking a whole bottles of cough medicine. Yeah, I feel like there have been more outdoor activities previously. Um, and obviously that's all changed now with, uh, as as Osha amusingly said it on the very first Zoom, COVID, COVID uh, has <laughs> changed the world. <laughs> Maybe that's a burn um, because so many people call him Osha. Oh, God. <laughs> Right. No, but you know what I mean? Like he's Osha oh, and Osha. Right. And maybe he's like, actually. I'm just going to say it like this and you can all yeah, just and deal with it. Yeah. The dates. The dates have been very perplexing and I have felt also like along the way they they seem – I have felt very often as though I'm watching a parody of The Bachelor. Yeah. But I don't know if that's because it's just so – um kind of caricatured now after like so many seasons or and it's bled into popular culture so I'm kind of seeing like the Simpsons like I'm seeing like versions back of of it um but I, I definitely know, think that's part of it do you it's so pervasive have you ever seen a um spoof on a reality show called Burning Love no reality no. dating show. I can't believe I no, haven't I pressed this believe- on you so Years ago, and look, it hasn't aged the best, but um, listeners might be interested in checking this out as well. I think it's on YouTube. It's a bunch, a few, a few comedians in one of those things like um, Funny or Die or, you know, those mm-hmm. kind of like little comic outposts. They made a spoof series called Burning Love. Okay. Of It was clearly rip, like ripping off The Bachelor and – with, you know, elements of other reality dating shows. And Ken Marino, who I don't know if you, you would recognise him, but he's he's most he's in lots of movies, but he but he was memorably in Party Down. That oh, show yes. about the caterers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ken Marino plays a the the bachelor and he's a firefighter. So like shades <laughs> of Jamie Doran. He's a total nincompoop as you might imagine, and they roped in all of these amazing celebrity cameos to be the the contestants, so like Kristen Bell and, oh. you know, just all these like people who are super famous, famous now, but at the time I think they were all just kind of like we do groundlings together or whatever, you know, they were kind <laughs> of very um, clubbish. Yeah. Anyway, it's outrageous and a lot of the humour in it is hard to – defend now <laughs> yeah right. but you know before unreal before all of these things it was just like this very heightened version uh, like the bachelor had been put through the japanese game show filter yeah. mm-hmm. and that's what this season is reminding me of yes. it just keeps feeling like 
I just keep going to look at someone else on the couch and go, you're joking. What? Like, yeah. someone's stitching me up here. Which is why I text you incessantly throughout the episode. Yeah. Which I enjoy very much, especially because we usually watch it at different times of day. So <laughs> I'll suddenly get the, all of these messages coming through with like timestamp, some comment on it, timestamp, some comment on something else. Jog on. I actually do genuinely love it. Do you, do you know who you would want to be in a past life? Wait, who I'd want to be or who I think that that lady would say that I who am? That, who do you think that lady would say? <laughs> so probably... So you were like Amy Winehouse. <laughs> <laughs> there might have been a slight issue with parallel lifetime universes going on for a good 20 years there, but, you know. <laughs> oh, I'd probably, she, I'd probably be in, in all truth, some sort of perky yet doomed newspaper boy in pre-revolutionary France or something. <laughs> so you'd be you'd be Gavroche. <laughs> yes, I would. Definitely. Well that's a, that's a solid choice. Yeah, I'd be waving that flag around <laughs> and that's a pivotal role. <laughs> is it, is it yeah, Gavroche is like the He's cute. The heart of the, like, he's like, he represents hope. He represents, you know, the new France. That's right. And he dies. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. He dies. <laughs> sorry if uh, sorry if anyone has managed to not be not spoiled for Les Miserables. <laughs> he's, um, he's tragic or, as I believe the French say, tragique. <laughs> Très tragique. <laughs> Anyway, um, yes, so I think I'd probably be someone like that, someone chatty and ineffective. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I felt like it was also a weird challenge because it didn't challenge. I say challenge. Is that – what's that from? Uh, Like MasterChef or Great British Bake Off or something. The activity, date. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm just calling them challenges now. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. It's a challenge um, for all of us, Karen. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that was Freudian slip. That's how I'm feeling about it. Yeah, it sort of didn't have like especially the group part, it didn't have it didn't have any capacity to be like for anyone to shine. Do you know what I mean? Like for anyone to kind yeah. of show their personality or impress anyone or connect with Lockie. That's it was true. just like a weird kind of display of like performance performance I don't know it was very strange but I felt yeah but I felt equally uncomfortable with the one-on-one bits where he was like snuggled up with everyone equally Mm -hmm. equally kind of intensely I was like this is also a weird spectacle as much as I get irritated with Roxy for not understanding the format of what she's on, while I was watching him get really cuddly and handsy with every <gasps> single woman, I'm like, pull it back a little bit because you're really making everyone feel like they're the special one. And there was more of that feeling when um, they they moved later to the the Zoom stuff, and you saw each of them, each of the women, realize that he's been in contact with all the other women too. That they're like, oh, okay, it's not just me getting the texts and the video calls. <laughs> Did you see the punky recap? <laughs> oh, the, I haven't watched the video one. Oh no. my god, so la, good. La, 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 la. 
yeah, there was a bit of la la la. But there was also, um, it was showing them in lockdown, like talking about, oh yeah, Lucky was calling me, Lucky was texting me, Lucky, and it was just like, and it had the little superimposed thing over the top saying nudes, nudes, nudes. <laughs> <laughs> like Lucky was texting them, but he was just soliciting nudes. Yeah. And well, he almost got a bit of nudes when he got out of the bath. <laughs> yes. I didn't mind that. (laughs) No, I didn't. There was a bit of meaty thigh going on. I thought that was good. Like not necessarily um, sexually, (laughs) but (laughs) televisually. It was a good little kind of joke, a little lol, which I thought was funny. And obviously Izzy laughed. (laughs) I'm ready for my bath. And laughed. <laughs> so we had two episodes and they they spend a lot of stuff. Let's talk about them in order because the, they're okay. almost like two different shows really. So yeah. let's talk about the, the one, the last one in the mansion. Yeah, which I felt it was so funny that they got a rose ceremony, one last in their mansion rose ceremony out of them before telling them about COVID. They were like, let's let's really make you distressed about this one thing and, oh, big emotions and you're relieved. And then they tell them at the end of the rose ceremony. That was pretty bizarre watching people find out in real time, you know, in real time what we all realised a few months ago as we saw news articles start to drip in and, oh, actually, there's something pretty serious going on Yeah, because if they didn't have their phones or anything in there, no no, no one could tell them but they presumably weren't reading the news or anything. No, and it felt very tomorrow when the war began. (laughs) Like they've been off (laughs) in the mansion and and then Osha had to come and break the news. To them, who else would you want to break news like that to you, though? <laughs> he could tell me anything. I thought he laid it on a bit thick when he no, was like, not the pandemic stuff, but when he was like, you know, nothing brings us more joy than traveling around the world and being chased by lions <laughs> in the pursuit of true love. I was like, oh, bloody get your hand off it, Osh. Um, but it was like that pulling back of the fourth wall and showing us the little little bit of like chaos um, actually was the first like interesting thing to happen for ages. Yeah, yeah. That was good. And then the next uninteresting thing that happened was Roxy losing it again. <laughs> I don't know. Kel surprise. I, um, oh, my God. Ariba was we got the um, We got the rose ceremony with. Five, five getting the chop at once. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, we're gonna have to do like a special, separate episode um, to say goodbye to Reba. Goodbye, Reba. <laughs> goodbye, my friend. You have been the one. You have been the most interesting one. <laughs> yeah, Ariba, we stand a forceful queen and you your your absence is keenly felt even after one episode i don't care because he obviously likes basic girls it really is she looked gorgeous in that white dress oh she slayed yeah yeah it's pretty shit now that it's pretty shit to have had to say goodbye to Ariba and then to Laura as well who we're gonna set aside the gross rate i mean not set aside it but 
Well, Laura's young. I think, you know, in the beginning we felt like Laura was, was like, you know, um, pretty callow and offensive. And she said gross racist stuff about Bali, which Mm. I didn't like at all. And so, look, she said some really dumb things, but in terms of TV, she became more entertaining to me. And in that last episode, which often seems to happen, she got an edit with a few funny things in it and then they said goodbye to her. Is he serious? He could have had a trophy wife, but no. Fuming. Fuming. That green dress with the, the sort of snake yeah. whole look that she had going <laughs> yeah. on and trophy wife, uh, you know, which is funny. Like, the slick back although hair. The, bar, the bar is fairly low on this show this season at least. Like she made me laugh just because she was kind of being vaguely funny when she was talking about her bra with the dress and everything. I mean, yeah. Yeah, she was kind of um, seemed to have her own personality which was yeah, what yeah. felt exciting because everyone else seems very generic. Um, yeah, that's and true, quite bland. The producers are obviously, and we saw that like with the um, episode last night as well, like I feel like the producers are, you know, trying to get people to say more spicy things and they're, they're, they're not really. <laughs> so it's kind of... No, um, it it is because, pretty boring TV at the moment. Yeah, we had so we had before that episode seven where they sent the five home, um, which I can't even remember who the other three were. Which is mean. Oh, Gemma and someone else. Charlie. No, your mate. Really, Charlie. Oh shit, okay. got the chop. Charlie went home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie, someone uh, who I have uh, never heard from. Um, yeah. So it's a bit telling, but. Have basically before that we had Ariba, Laura, and Juliet all giving a little bit of ziz, a bit of fizz to the commentary, and now it, just Juliet is is left doing that incredible dance number that they that they I thought that was so mean and funny of the editors to let it to just live, give us silence. <laughs> um, yeah, they definitely they definitely hung her out to dry. They really um, did. But she kind of like in last night's episode, I don't know whether it's like, you know, lockdown was getting to her, but she seemed like she was off her head. I didn't like that question. I thought that was really mean. She's where they asked about the celibacy and she said, oh, I can, you know, I shared that in confidence effectively. Yeah. And then that was super mean and I didn't like it at all. I did love, love that. Why do you have a secret boyfriend? To Roxy? <laughs> Why do you have a single boyfriend was like so mean girls middle school kind of like secret boyfriend? I loved it. Roxy never actually said, yeah, I loved it too. (laughs) Roxy never actually said, I don't. I don't. Oh, well, she She did say, she said in about 10 different ways, like, oh, yeah, maybe show me where this secret boyfriend is because I'm in the dark. Like, I don't know, you know. Like she kind of denied it, but she didn't. I feel like if someone said that to you and it was like completely um, absurd, you would just go, okay. (laughs) Yeah, but also I would just say, what? I don't have a secret boyfriend. And then that's like the end of it. But that's what I mean. Like the kind of outsized anger (laughs) and drama makes you think like, 
what's going on there? Um, but then again, we haven't really seen Roxy be someone who's the hugest fan of the proportionate response. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that that episode, the one with the psychic and then the rose ceremony was like the last, you know, obviously it was the last episode with the Reba. Yeah, but it was the last of the pre-COVID era too. Yeah, and it was the last of it, it, it had it was the last episode that had the, the a lot of the things in it that are the reason we watch the show. Because yes. it, like all the gl- glamour and the, you know, kissing. Yeah. Yeah. La, 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 la. Yeah, so the experiment of just one episode tonight, like I felt kind of bored and annoyed to be watching Zoom calls. Yeah. It was um I found it quite interesting they really changed up the editing style. When we are in the mansion, the editing tends to be all um this is where I'm gonna sound so technical, but all sort of straight on, not above or shooting from above or below much at all. And they tend to be kind of slower cuts and the lighting is is, you know, often obviously it's in an evening kind of spark. Yeah, and they would have ri- like whole rigs. Yeah, which they exactly. don't have in people's and houses, yeah. Shooting in people's houses and I just noticed the way they cut it together was I guess they had to make it, try to make it a bit more chop, 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 snappy because otherwise you are just sitting there watching a Zoom call and like on your phone, which. <laughs> but also like the people's houses, like some of the, it was just so like. Weird. Nicole's what? couch. I <laughs> loved that Nicole. They when they showed what's everyone been doing um, Nicole in lockdown and eighteen like, seat couch, <laughs> but all, all different, like leaning over it on her phone, but always on the phone. And I thought, yeah, I I I agree with that. Yeah, Nicole's <laughs> house seems real, like she has maybe lives with her parents, and it's yes, it's yeah. really just a normal house. Whereas, yeah. like a lot of the others, seem so kind of styled and like Irina's house. I was like. Are you serious? Is this? Yeah. Roxy's house was really nice too. <laughs> and I, I'm scrunching out my face as I say that. Mm, it was really nice. Actually, it makes sense that Nicole would be living at her parents' house though because presumably she's away at sea a, a chunk of the year. <laughs> <laughs> of course. The cruise ship entertainer. Yeah. Also, she's like 25. So I think, you know, yeah. even though I was like about out of hell, um, straight into share housing at 17 um I as I understand it now it's a bit different and people stay at home for a lot longer I think a lot of people do yeah I mean rent is crazy these days it's always been a lot but I think especially in in capital cities it's pretty insane true um let's talk about the housing market um let's talk about but I do want to talk more about their houses because, yeah, Roxy's house was uh, nice and I was I found myself wondering, I wonder if she shares this with a housemate or whether this is hers. And then I remember she's an engineer, so maybe she makes all right money. But oh, also, she's minted. To- she bragged about driving a BMW or a Mercedes or something. Yeah. You know, I feel like you and her would be such good friends. <laughs> Even though I'm trash. You've got this silly bitch taking the freaking limelight. No, I, that was should have been dripping with sarcasm. <laughs> I have to note, though, the MVP, which was Roxy's dog. Okay. The, the the only animal in the show because you're really missing the alpacas at this point. Well, we briefly saw one of the, the llamas. alpacas make. No, they're alpacas. Yes, I know, I know. I just said llama just to 
see if you would correct me. You know me so well. <laughs> There's been a little bit of heat around Roxy's bookshelf in the background oh. as well, her collection of books being like heavily related to the Barley Nine. <laughs> Chappelle <What>? <laughs> So maybe she's a true crime buff or whatever, but I think there's like somebody blew it up to look at what the, I think there's only about 10 books and they're like half of them are about the Barley Nine and Chappelle Corby and then there's like Fifty Shades of Grey, Harry Potter. I was like, there's like an op shop bookshelf essentially. It is like an op shop book or or like, oh, no, I was going to say a guy with a Shawshank Redemption poster on the wall. <laughs> Maybe she's not a big reader. Um, but, yeah, it, it has been really weird to see into people's houses and I wonder about the, like, other people have speculated about this too, but I, I kind of have to think, like, how safe is it for them to be having, like, producers and camos coming into their house? How much safer, how much more dangerous is that than them all just being in the mansion isolated, you know? You managed to find much about the specific detail of that because I was trying to dig around. Someone on Twitter made a throwaway reference to each woman having a producer and maybe even a camera person isolating with them. Well, they either they either had to be I I think it's logical that they would have a producer and a camo assigned to them who would only go yeah. to them because yeah, right. otherwise it would, you know, be crazy like spreading um, germs, but I don't know whether they would have lived with them. But I feel like, yeah, I felt like if every one of those 10 women had a producer and a camo at least and maybe like even makeup artists and people yeah. bringing costume and in and stuff, like bringing clothes in and stuff, I just yeah, feel like. And the people bringing in the roses. That yeah, they or whatever, hold. you know, like it's a very weird setup because, yeah, I did just keep thinking. How have you got permission to have people at your house? I feel like maybe they had people as a bubble but actually isolating with them, which I'm quite fascinated about. So I did a bit of digging, but the Daily Mail was not giving me the intel <laughs> I wanted. <laughs> well, I did. Uh, the other little um, fact that I found quite interesting was that Irina was still working as a nurse through lockdown. She went back to Melbourne. So she was, she was, you know, filming this stuff at night or in, during the day or whenever she wasn't working and she was still working shifts as a nurse um, during the COVID pandemic. So, yeah, that struck me as very laudable. But there doesn't seem to be other contestants who are back at work, you know what I mean, like it seemed like. The other thing I noticed was that all of their hair is much longer. Didn't notice that, but I normally would. Yeah. So, like, huh. Roxy, Irina, everyone's hair was, like, a good, you know, couple months growth longer. longer. So it obviously took them a little while to figure out all these logistics. Yeah, I think it was a good, yeah, a good couple of months. Uh, to be fair, though, I didn't notice that and I also forgot until just before we recorded that I didn't actually watch. I started watching 20 minutes into the second episode and then I forgot to go back and watch the beginning. So I did in the end. So don't worry. I saw the bath. I saw the Mexican food, quote, unquote, Mexican food. Oh, my God. Like what's with the and food on this show? Yeah. Like tacos, mm. hot dogs. Like what? 
What's hey, going good on? Tacos are good. No, but then they're t- it's just sort of like teenage boy food. But I mean, are you gonna expect Lockie to be able to smash out a risotto? Yes, he's a grown man. No, I'm, yes, yes. I mean, <laughs> a man should be able to. <laughs> Stop bringing your standards here, Karen. Um, and grown men should be able to, but do you expect Lockie to? I see. I expect him to more, you know, eat a can of baked beans that he's carried through the like, jungle in like his tacos with the um with the old El Paso kit is like yeah. is like fancy for him. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, okay. maybe. My partner and I have an ongoing thing that like deep down, I actually kind of love hard shell tacos, which are not actually. <laughs> tacos and we've eaten extremely authentic ones and I've loved them but I see them as actually a different food like hard shell tacos are pretty much corn chips giant giant Doritos they embrace your food so that's where I'm at on that (laughs) and that's that on hard shell tacos that is feel I just feel like the food on this show has been extremely unappetizing and junkish yeah. and gross and if yeah it's giving me you flashbacks it- to the old uh cole's deli platters on maths <laughs> that's right the sweating <laughs> the sweating, sweating salami <laughs> the sweating salami something else that i really appreciated was osha does that flex of tapping his wedding ring on the on the champagne glass to get attention <laughs> Have you noticed he does that at the, at the cocktail party or whenever? We're like, uh, uh, hold on. And it'll be. Because he's saying to them all, look what I've got that you don't have. Audrey, put a ring on it. <laughs> I enjoy it. it. Isn't his partner um, from the Batchy world? I don't know. She's a, she was a makeup artist on the show. Yes, yes, is slash was a makeup artist. That's right. And Mm. they are a lovely blended family who I I definitely don't cry sometimes when I see them (laughs) post about each other. (laughs) I definitely don't cry um, at Connor and Mary's posts either. Definitely not even uh, a little bit. (laughs) All the time. Constantly welling up when I see how beautiful Connor and Mary and yeah, Connor's posts especially kill me. They're just. Yeah, they're just so because it's just him. Like, he's so earnest and loving, and oh, too heavy. He's bachelor in Paradise, people. If you haven't, um, listeners, by the way, beloved. Can I also point out how bad the glassware is in the mansion? Why the the coloured? Why? Crystal. Why yeah. do they have champagne flutes that look like they're from the reject shop? What if the what if the maker of those is listening? If you are listening and you made those, make nicer things. <gasps> Karen. Yeah, I said what I said. That's true. I, but actually, I think I responded like that because I don't think I mind them. I don't <laughs> think I would. <laughs> Never buy me a present. I don't understand. Do you think that maybe it's because something about the visibility of a normal champagne flute? Oh, I bet you it's continuity. I bet you it makes it easier uh, if you can't see the level of the drink. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. 
cocktail parties go for hours and hours and hours. Karen's pointing at the camera like in a kind of waggling, you've got it, you've very, got it motion. Very, very astute. Yeah. So maybe that makes it easier to just keep keep these people in a in a Kafka-esque hellscape of a cocktail party and, and the audience to never be the wiser. Except there was a continuity thing. Did you see? I've got to hand over to you this as well by the way because it's um you mentioned in a message to me that this is another thing on your list of things that shouldn't be allowed I can't even remember what it is yeah when um he drove up on his brum 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 motorbike I'm a big man on my big motorbike and Roxy was wearing shorts like cut off jeans yeah and then when she drove off she was wearing jeans which safety first because if you've ever burnt your leg on a exhaust pipe which I don't even know if motorbikes that big have exhaust pipes that you could reach but I certainly know that on kind of moped type things um they do because this girl here had to take her best friend to hospital with a real bad burn actually in Bali (laughs) well I was about to say if anyone gets burned during that it serves them right for getting on a motorbike who likes motorbikes (gasps) but yes you have pointed out that in other parts of the world and other countries it's pretty much the only way to get around and I understand that it's like culturally different but I just despise motorbikes they're on my list yeah they're on my list with fireworks but yeah that he kind of like came I just that whole thing was just so cringe like his outfit was bad the motorbike was bad everyone coming out and being like was bad I was like make it stop um the best thing about it obviously was Ariba's burn what would she say she was like well it wasn't really a burn but it was like her sound bite she said um you know oh that really got to me it was so sexy watching them leave but it burnt my soul (laughs) (laughs) I was like you are one million girl yeah. Laura also had a cute quote about about not wanting to go on a group date. I'd like to go on a group date, but not if it's sport. I don't like I don't play sport and I don't get muddy. <laughs> I don't cook, I don't clean. <laughs> like I don't That wasn't funny when I said it. I feel like she um she is maybe gonna grow up and out of some of the, you know, noxious traits. Yeah. And what's actually left is someone quite entertaining and amusing and funny. Like she's that friend, you know, she she would be in the group. She's that friend who's like kind of, yeah, maybe bringing the zingers. But, yeah, so without without the two of them, it's like what's the point? The other thing that made me think, should I be watching this, is when the psychic and the editors – seriously left it hanging about whether Bella's granddad was alive oh. or not. That felt very icky. <laughs> a little bit on the exploitative side. Just a smidge. She really thought that her granddad had maybe passed away and she didn't know about it for what seemed like a pretty decent length of time because I think they shot her then separately and then brought her back and she was upset and that felt pretty... Yeah, <laughs> No, staged in terms of the psychic and the producers maybe, but Bella was, I think she was, either she's a really, really good actor or she was genuinely worried. Mm. You don't think so? I don't know. I feel like 
I'm not invested in it. Do you think she's kind it. of amping? Oh, okay, all right. Like, so you I, don't think she, she? You think maybe she was amping it up for Lockie's sympathy? Oh, I feel mean saying that actually. No, 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 not that. More that the producers would say, have said, "Let's do a thing with your granddad." <laughs> you know what I mean? And she kind of like gone no. gone along with it for the sake of the. Oh, maybe for the sake I believe of the after TV. Three, after three seasons of this podcast, I'm still saying things like, "No, no, they the wouldn't do that." Wouldn't. No. I've also watched multiple seasons of Unreal and yet I still find myself saying <laughs> Which has like people getting like murdered and whatnot. Um, I feel like, yeah, I've, I I realised last night with, with last night's episode that I watched today um, yeah. that when Irina was like, you know, saying stuff like doing bits to camera that were, that were a bit shady, that was when I was like, oh, I've checked out. Because I don't even care, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I thought yeah. that she was, you know, in Vodacom was the nice one. But she can obviously mm-hmm. be kind of goaded by the producers into saying like making passive-aggressive stabs at people and stuff. So I thought, well, actually now, you know, there's no Abby. There's no mm-hmm. there's no one I'm rooting for and really pulling for. And also I don't care for him. I don't care for The Bachelor. Yeah. He's so basic. Yeah. Yeah, he really is. I the the terrible news is that we have another eight episodes. It's lucky down when we have to make make our way through it just as the rest of Victoria is making our way through lockdown. Did you just say lucky down? I sure did. Oh my God. And I was wondering why you hadn't reacted. <gasps> because I heard it and I thought that's fucking genius and it just had to kind of filter down into my consciousness um yeah what's worse what's worse lockdown or locky down I don't Mm -hmm. jury's out yeah it's it's out now I'm surprised that channel 10 hasn't used that in this season as far as I've seen because I (laughs) tweeted it generously to them early in the season I thought maybe they could run with it you know locky down come on has no or just or just lock down you know no that's but he spells his name that's, like that. He spells his name L O C K. Yeah, that's why Locky Down. Let's keep workshopping this. <laughs> yeah, I just want to just note that your joke is: hey, instead of saying lockdown, let's say <laughs> lockdown. No, let's say lock down. I think it's bullshit. But his name is Locky. <laughs> the joke is right no, his there. Name's Lachlan. Yeah, and you know it's spelt L O C K. Yeah, that's what I just Lachlan. said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. No, but I mean his full name is okay. Lachlan, L-O-C-K-L-A-N. Let's pivot because I yeah, want to sure. talk about the shittest things that Lockie said in the last two episodes. Yes. and there are a few of them. Okay, so do you want to go first? Um, I didn't like it when he said <laughs> something along the lines of, the worst thing is I've really missed all the girls. Oh, God. I really missed all the girls. He repeatedly referred to them as the girls. The girls many, many times, which makes me annoyed every time because a nice listener of ours commented on Instagram a while back that they liked that it seemed like he hadn't said that, hadn't mm. referred to the women as mm. girls much, and then it seems like he's making up for lost time. As a, as a collective as well, like as like this gaggle, you know, the, the gaggle of girls. Oh, I actually, in, even more than that though, the thing that I my eyes just back into my head um, was when the psychic, and I agreed with her on this, was saying, Lockie and Roxy, you're 
effectively she was saying you're a bad man <laughs> you it's going to be stressful it's your you know you don't know how to deal with each other and he said to her he said to Roxy she was basically just saying like it's no good you won't be any good for each other but I just literally don't care <laughs> and I was like you it, you should care. I mean, not that you should believe what a psychic says, but if you th- if someone says you're like the way that you are emotionally <laughs> is not a good match, it doesn't make sense to be just like, I don't care. Ooh, ooh. And, then, and the thing is, you don't have to be a psychic to see that that's there. Like if she, <laughs> yeah, anyway. It was like the only thing the psychic said that was like verifiably true. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's yeah. Mm, there's there's some unhinged emotion going on here. <laughs> but also, you yeah, know, well, like, the other he was thing still was... all over her like a rash. Like he was yeah, with that's my all point. the was... women. He was like just like stroking them and. Okay, so what did he say? What are some of the things he said that you didn't like? Um, when he got off his motorbike and the girls yeah. were like, oh, "Is that yours?" He mm-hmm. said. No, mine's bigger. <laughs> that made me just want to punch him in the cock really hard. Um, because I was just like, oh, figuratively, you just no, literally. Um, because like you have to tell everyone, like you're so basic. You have to make sure that everyone knows that this one is too small for you, and that you have your own and that it's great. And also, like, let's just buy into that shitty kind of trope of, you know, masculinity about, like, literally measuring the size of your dick against other dicks. Like, let's all calm down about the dick, okay? Um, That's that's going to be our first merch, our first T-shirt. <laughs> let's all calm down about the dick. Well, it's just like. So obvious he was like, no, this penis is too small. My penis slash motorbike is enormous like me. Yeah. Be assured that this is not an accurate representation of my penis. And I was just like, um, fucking chill, dude. Um, that really See, I me. will give him that because I think that he – that was a an, a self-aware joke. I, I don't think he was saying that in that way. You're so Karen wants to naive. Me. You're so <laughs> trusting. You're like, why I would think, you give him the benefit of the doubt? I think that the joke, yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next shit. Wait, no, Karen, Karen, I just want to show my face and my stuttering there. That's a millennia of... Um, <laughs> of ingrained patriarchy <laughs> trying to make this fit in my head. No, but when I watched I actually kind of half lolled because, uh, yeah, I just I think he was making a joke that was stupid and, like, in a way that indicated he knew it was a stupid joke. That's giving him way so. too much credit. All right. Okay. Well, when we get married. <laughs> <laughs> You're not invited to the wedding to drink out of hideous glassware. No, you'll be somewhere putting a hex on it. <laughs> yes. I'll be not flying on the, the not on me. I'll be flying the drone over the top to like. <laughs> no, it, the, but the hex is not on me; it's just on him. <laughs> yeah, on your husband. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I thought that that was just like 
when he said it, I just was like, my eyes just rolled back into my head so far. Um, what else did he say that was shit? Oh, when the psychic was like, you're going to have a baby boy. And he was like, uh, yes, a baby boy. He'd be jumping out of planes for his third birthday. I was like, you're a turd. Yeah. Be quiet. Yeah, I, I, that gross me out too. You clearly not only have no concept of yeah. Number one, no, your three-year-old is not. <laughs> no concept of the responsibility of parenthood, but also, yes, I actually do believe you that, that any child that you have who's born with a penis by the age of three will already be inculcated with this idiotic fucking macho shit um, and will be probably trying to throw itself out of a plane to try and please you. So good luck with that. Yeah. Can you tell I've turned on him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't say. The other thing is that skydiving would, as as little fun as I think that I would have skydiving, I would have heaps less fun if if my kid was around. <laughs> no, <sorry. laughs> no. So you're like, oh, Lachlan, sweet summer child. You're not going to want to take your kid skydiving. You're going to want to go and skydive <laughs> away from him to have a break. Yeah, you will. And then safely come back. Come down to Worth and go give him a cuddle. <laughs> and then here's here's the here's the third thing that he said that annoyed me as much as the other things. When he jumped on the couch in his onesie and the women said, Are you a koala? And he said, Yeah, I'm a big cuddly bear. I was like, Koala's not a bear. Correct. <laughs> Are you impressed with my animal knowledge? I am. I'm so impressed. That's a pretty <laughs> basic <laughs> well factual. But he didn't know it. So no. you think that he's capable it- of this sophisticated, knowing, sardonic humour, but he doesn't know that a koala's not a bear. Well, what did you think about the selections for the other women? <laughs> I just thought. The choices. I just thought the whole thing was a very unedifying display. I think it indicated how quickly things date when you're in a period like we've been the last few months in that onesies were very March 2020. They no, were, but I thought onesies one- were like five years ago. Yes, yes, yes. No, they were. They were like five plus years ago. But in terms of, of ISO, <laughs> onesie slash loungewear. Oh, they had the, a little the, the loungewear. Yeah, yeah. The loungewear of it all was very strong in early ISO. Was really strong in lockdown one for lockdown fellow one, Melbournians. Yeah. Uh, mm. So what did he get? He gave he gave Bella a bumblebee. Bella was a bee, which is cute. So what does that mean? She's industrious and endangered, or crucial to our food oh, oh. sweet makes honey. We do make honey. Irina was like a little mouse, maybe. Yeah, I actually can't remember what Arena was and Roxy's was red, but then I loved that Juliet was the shark. Yeah, and Juliet was spewing. Yeah, she didn't rate it. <laughs> she didn't love it and then she was like, oh. but actually, look, to be fair, Lockie did make a passionate defence, um, a passionate statement in defence of sharks. <laughs> which, which even though you will, this is clearly why you now are so sweet on him. Well, that's the thing because as devoted beloved listeners will remember, I am very frightened of sharks Mm. in that I'm scared all the time when I'm in 
a body of water that might contain them, but I respect them as very important members of the ecosystem. You fear them. I fear them. You fear them, but you are invested in their rights. Yes, I fear them, I respect them, and I love them. And I especially respect the really scary ones as important apex predators. So, yeah, I I appreciate Lockie making the point that sharks don't have to be a bad thing. They're actually really cool. <laughs> and you're right. Maybe that's why I like him now. I don't like him. I mean, it was gross. You no. obviously did, like, your year seven project on sharks with, like, sure the, the – we are you – Old enough, yeah, yeah. To I have was had the project the A3 card, yeah. Which our listeners will just be like, "What are these two old biddies talking yeah. about?" But a project when I was in primary school was it was the same with me. Yeah, it was a big piece of a poster size piece of cardboard, like thin cardboard, and then you wrote at the top what um, the project was about. The topic was yeah, the topic. Yep. So it'd be like sharks or <laughs> apex predators, and it would have like you would use your lettering book, maybe your stencil yep. to do some really fancy font. And you might cut out. Yeah, cut out the pictures. Yeah. Cut them out. And then write little captions next to them if you had your pen license in yep. pen but on ruled lines in pencil so you could rub yep. them out afterwards. Oh, my God. Yeah. <gasps> I, I did one on um, Egyptian myths. God, I did so many. I loved them so yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, I did one on. I did one on the Great Barrier Reef. Beautiful. There was probably a shark in that one. <laughs> probably where your morbid fear began. Yeah. Yep. Misty watercolored memories. I don't know yeah. what. I think Roxy was a fox, and I uh, and I don't yeah. know what any Foxy of Roxy. the others were, but. Yeah, I didn't like. Oh, hang on. Um, Caitlin was a horse. <laughs> oh yeah, Caitlin gardening. I why adored was that. And someone so like blown away by that. I was like, this is a. Do you think that she actually gardens, or do you think that, as someone pointed out in a talking head, that maybe she was doing it to get Lockie to like her more? But if I she just... was, what does gardening have to do with? Adventure, adventure hiking um, was she just I trying to show that she could short. she could do something other than stand still in a cocktail gown yeah maybe she does garden <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to um cast aspersions because she actually she actually also entertains me she has a, a her sort of really laconic um energy does entertain me and i i did enjoy her demonstration of how to quote unquote use a rake <laughs> Which was kind of to pile things on top I of the race. I just didn't understand why there was like someone was like, Caitlin, what have you been doing in lockdown? Which was sort of a preposterous inclusion in the questions because it was obviously a setup. And then she's like, I'll have to just show you. And then everyone's waiting with bated breath. And then she comes out with the wheelbarrow and everyone's like, whoa. And I just thought, what is happening? Have I, am I having a stroke? Like what is, why is this funny? And is it? Am I missing something? That's like my overwhelming feeling watching these shows. Like, is this what people like? Is this what people find good? <laughs> or, or am I just a killjoy? Well, <laughs> little column A, little column B. Maybe I am a killjoy. Feminist killjoy. Well, that proudly. I just watch it and I'm just like, I just spend most of the time like. 
you know that white cat gif? Yeah, yeah. With the hands. Yeah, that's me watching the show. Good. I'm glad. (laughs) Which is your doing, P.S. It might have been mine in the same manner that, like, the person who discovered you could boil tea and drink it is now the reason that I, like, drink multiple cups of tea a day. Or it could be that you said we, you wanted to do The Bachelor and even though I said I didn't want I to know. and now we have to because we owe it to our listeners. We're watching The Bachelor. It's like fucking sticking pins in our eyes and I think to yeah. myself, well, you're the one who went to Lucy and said let's do The Bachelor so therefore this is your fault. But then I think if Lucy hadn't asked me to do this podcast initially, I wouldn't be watching any reality dating shows. I would be. Yeah. Well, I we would can... still be in my blissful pre-reality dating show bubble of just not knowing that any of this even existed. Well, we can play the blame game all night, <laughs> Karen. If you want. How far back do we go? So, what are your predictions? Where's Roxy? Truthfully, I have no fucking idea because I feel like when I'm watching it, I kind of metaphorically have my hands in the air the whole time like I don't understand his attraction to Roxy I don't understand why he chose Izzy for the single date I don't understand why he sent Bella home Bell home I just I feel like I don't like I can I I do understand why he likes Bella at, like Bella 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 not Bell yeah, yeah yeah and I do understand why he likes Irina I I, do, I don't understand why he gave the rose to Caitlin for saying she's a gardener. I don't like. I feel like I just don't get any of it. And mm. to me, Roxy is just such a energy black hole mm. that I just yeah. don't get how her you know beauty or her you know anything else would override that. So I kind of just don't understand. I feel like I don't understand. I'm not. I'm not getting his decisions, and so therefore I can't predict them. So. You're saying that you would not make the same dating decisions as a 30-year-old <laughs> heterosexual man who's an adventure guide in Bali. <laughs> I suppose that is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, because I kind of feel like maybe, I don't know, maybe you're right. Maybe you've pointed out something really profound that like I watched this show <laughs> going, well, who do I want to date? Who do I want to marry out of these women? And so therefore I just I feel like he and I are too far apart to have any kind of like common ground. Um, so, yeah, yeah, don't know, don't care. I mean, I feel like Irina and Bella are going to be the, the at least two points of the love oblong. Yes, there apparently is some in, uh, an intruder coming in, another woman. Oh, yeah, yeah, they teased that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see. All right, my prediction is that Roxy's mum is going to be bananas. <laughs> How dramatic. Oh, I'm so hurt that someone asked me whether I had a secret boyfriend. <laughs> you can ask us to marry you on Nearly underscore Beloved on Twitter, Nearly Beloved Podcast on Insta, and Nearly Beloved Podcast at gmail.com. I love motorbikes. I now pronounce this podcast finished. <laughs>